0: We're beginning a series in Second Corinthians, and uh, and so we're we're kind of there. And today we are talking about this idea that we really are connected to one another, and that what God is doing in you and through you is connected to others around you in that process. And I kind of realize this pretty often when I when I think about a little simple truth that that has nothing to do particularly directly with this scripture, but um, I've noticed. That people with back and neck pain, now you say, where am I going with this? Trust me. People with back and neck pain most frequently know how to help others with back and neck pain. Yes? Are you aware of that? Well, just, just so we can get this. Can we all just stand up for just one second? Just stand up for a second. I want to just see if you can tell me this is true or not. Okay. Everybody turn to your right. Okay. Put your hands on the shoulders of the person next to you, if you feel comfortable with this, and they do. Give them a little squeeze. It's coming back to you, so just kind of give them a little squeeze. Let them know. Okay, I'm going to get in front of Tipo here, because I need a little... Somebody skip scooch over. You need to... Okay, get a little squeeze. Okay, now turn around and do it the other way. Okay, and then you go down there. Let's go down there, because... We need to have the chain. Have you got a squeeze? Okay, we need to get a squeeze. Okay. So you get the neck, you get the shoulders. That's good. Okay, good. Okay, so now, now, the reason I share that with you is because now, now who of you got squeezed and somebody went, oh, that person really knows how to squeeze a shoulder? Anybody have anybody really good like that? Ooh, good. We got, okay, we got one of those. Okay, good. Well, you know, kind of the principle is just this, is that, that there is this connectedness and that God is working through you. And, and, and what goes on with you goes on with others. And, and let me just read the passage for today. And then you'll kind of get the idea, I hope, of this, why I just had you squeeze each other's shoulders. So anyway, um, I'm in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning at verse 3. Uh, this is letter Paul is writing to the Corinthians. This is uh, probably technically, if you're going back historically, wise his third letter to the Corinthians. But we can't find the first letter, so this is just one and two by our count. But uh, but it, the, he has had a uh, quite a relationship with them, and and some of it's been pretty good, and some of it's been pretty challenging. And this letter, uh, a lot of it is continuing to just deal with some of those challenges and rejoice in some things that have been resolved, but still talking about issues that this church, it's really, it's a mixed church. of uh, You have Gentiles, that is, people who don't have a history in the Old Testament, that kind of thing, and of Jewish believers. They've come together, this, this group. And so they are, you know, dealing with kind of learning some stuff and then brand new stuff and then learning some stuff uh, re-learning how that fits out of a Judaistic mindset into a, a Christ at the center of it all. And so he's dealing with a lot of stuff, and there's been a little conflict. But but here's Paul writing to them uh, in verse 3. It says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. By the way, uh, this is a very common phrase. This uh, typically was the God of mercy, the God of all compassion, the God of all mercy. And, and Paul adds to it not only mercy, but he is the father of all comfort. And he says, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. Are you beginning to understand the idea of I'm rubbing your shoulder and you're rubbing my shoulder, that kind of idea. For just as the sufferings of Christ overflow into our lives, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope in you is firm because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about the hardship we suffered in the province of Asia. Now, do you know where the province of Asia was for these guys? Uh, Not far from where the Hardisans are going. (laughs) We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, in our hearts we felt the sentence of death, Uh, Paul is using this passage of Scripture, and and he's talking about comfort as this unifying fact of the reality of our relationship with Christ and the body of Christ. And he uses this word comfort, if you notice there, ten different times in its various forms. He uses that word comfort. It's it's a big deal for him. He, He is really connecting this idea of the God of the Old Testament, who is oftentimes, but especially in the book of Isaiah, called the God of comfort, the one who brings comfort to those who are afflicted. And, and Paul has this connectedness between the Old Testament and what's going on. But we also see this idea of comfort. He, he's saying to these Corinthians... I'm offering you the comfort of God. This is a strengthening, a strengthening of your lives, an encouragement to stand by one another, an encouragement to stand firm in the faith and not be shaken by the things that are going on around you. And into all of this, he says, it is the God of mercy And the Father of all comfort, there is no comfort that does not come from him. The God of all comfort is this one who draws us together in every situation that we face. There is no enduring comfort apart from God. And into that connectedness idea, I'd like us to think about three things as we kind of talk about this. The first thing is simply this, is that everything depends on God. If you're taking notes, it's in your outlines, in your bulletin. Everything depends on God. Verse 3 tells us that that it is God who is the author of all comfort. There there is no comfort apart from Him. It it is just God. It it tells us in in verse 8, the second half of verse 8, it says that, that this situation that they were facing, the suffering that they were experiencing was beyond their ability to cope with it. It's stuff that's bigger than us. Have you ever been in a situation that's bigger than you? And you just go, I don't know how to do this. But God, you're going to see me through. God, you're going to see me through. I know your lives and I know that many of you are in those situations. Whether that's in your health or whether that's in your relationships, whether that's in your suffering of a loss of a loved one. It is the God of all comfort. He is our source. It's beyond us. But that's a good thing. That's a good thing because verse 9 tells us that when we get out beyond ourselves, when we get out beyond our ability to deal with what we are facing, and many of us have been, are, and will be in those situations, Paul tells us and reminds us that it keeps us dependent on God. When our success, when our getting through stuff is about our personality or about our ability to gut it up and make it happen, there's a problem. There there is a problem at one place or another. But Paul reminds us that in, in this comfort business that we all experience, we are dependent upon God to see us through. It is all about God, first, middle, and last. The second thing I really want us to understand out of all of this is that is that God never wastes a hurt. I wish that was a religion with me, but it's not. God doesn't waste the things that you experience in your life. Paul sees this connectedness. Between the sufferings that Christ had, the sufferings that he's having, and the sufferings that the Corinthians are having. And he says, in the midst of that, we are sharing an experience that participates, all of us, with God it was probably also something else going on in Paul's mind. Uh, His whole apostleship had been called into question in in the Corinthians, the first letter of Corinthians that we have, and and more in here. There is even a point where he says, "If, if God is so good to you, if you're really who you say you are, and Paul's saying, I am an apostle by the will of God, then why are such bad things happening to you? Have you ever had that? And so they look on his life and they say, Paul, if you're an apostle, why are you in jail? And why are you persecuted? And why is this stuff happening to you? And Paul's saying, I'm identifying with the suffering of Christ. That doesn't negate my apostleship. In fact, it gives it the authenticity of my apostleship because God is honored in the midst of it. God takes me through those things. It's not about me. It's about God. And he's using that to proclaim who God is. We'll get into more of that as we kind of work our way through Second uh, the Corinthians, uh, Corinthians there, when he talks about the sufferings that he's experienced and the hardships that he's had, and, and they are significant. If you read through his life history, but he says in the midst of all those sufferings, in the midst of all those difficulties, God is still my comfort. And the comfort that I have received, with which I have received it, I give it to you. we pass it on. You see, many of you have had that. You you have experienced the loss of a loved one. You've experienced serious illness. You've experienced rejection and persecution. You've experienced major physical ailments. And in the midst of that, I know your stories. Because you stand tall and you say, but God is working in my life even so. Have you ever wanted to say, God, could you just stop trusting me so much to make it through this stuff? Really, you know, God says, I'll, I'll not test you more than you can endure. And you, have you ever? Have, I, I've been there, haven't you? You say, God, I, I want to give you honor and glory and all that stuff, but Lord, I'd just as soon have a really boring life. I'd just as soon not have to deal with the health of my wife. I'd just as soon not have to deal with whatever it is you could list. But it is what it is. And we are dependent upon God. And in the midst of our suffering, our persecution, the rejections we've experienced, we are then able to comfort and encourage and uphold those around us. I have experienced that from many of you. And for many of you who continue to pray and encourage me, much of which comes from your own suffering and experience. And I hope that in my own way, I have been that kind of encouragement to you as well. That God is still faithful, even in the midst of suffering and difficulty. last thing I want us to understand is this. And Paul brings it all back together. He, he's saying, Christ has experienced these sufferings. I've experienced sufferings. And you all too have experienced sufferings. But he says this. He said, What binds us together in the midst of all of that are our prayers. It is our prayers that really do make a difference. You know, one of the things that I love about both of these couples, and I'm going to miss so very much, is their leadership in prayer. They are people who really live out the reality of the fact that we really do believe that God answers prayer. We really do believe that God works in the midst of those things. And Paul is saying to them, I am yet going to be delivered because of your prayers, because of your intercession. And that prayer itself becomes part of their connectedness in their relationship. So that's kind of why I didn't want to pray for them earlier. Because I, I, I wanted us to understand how really important it is for us to be able to hold up the hardisans. They are going to a place that I don't think uh, many of us, including myself, would probably have uh, signed up for. But they're going there because they believe in God's calling. That God is big enough to take care of it. They are dependent on God. And they understand in the midst of those situations... They have comfort to give and comfort to receive. And we participate with them and they with us as we continue to pray for one another. Amen. We are going to uh, receive our morning tithes and offerings at this time. In the midst of that, um, these guys are, are Nazarene missionaries, um, and this is a deputation service for them. If you'd like to participate with them financially in what they're doing, uh, they would welcome that. Uh, you can find a little envelope in one of the connection booklets. You can uh, just put cash in there. I think anything loose in there, we're just going to put towards them. Um, there's also online. If you want to go online, you can, we have a giving app that you can just click on that, and there's a link to uh, give specifically for them. And um, God is good. Amen? He has blessed us abundantly. He calls us, and we follow. Amen? Ushers, come. Father, into your hands do we present all that we are. Our very lives, most importantly. But Lord, our time and our resources and our talents as well do we give to you. Lead us and use us. Bless, Lord, the gifts that we bring. Be honored in it all, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.